New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Today, I'm hosting Dr. David Hanscom. He's the author of Back in Control, A Surgeon's Roadmap Out of Chronic Pain. Dr. Hanscom, welcome to the New Dimensions Thank Cafe. You. I'd like to have you speak about chronic pain and what is the effect that it has. Let's start with the family, that which is closest to us. I think the most devastating effect that chronic pain has on our society is on the family. There's a bunch of ways that plays out in the family situation is that when people are trapped by chronic pain, they are angry. And when they're angry, they're disconnected. The essence of good human relationships is to be aware of other people's needs. The essence of abuse is where you cannot see other people's needs through their eyes. So, it's become very clear that one out of three people in our country have chronic pain to some degree. It has a horrible effect on people's families. And when people are angry and frustrated, they just lash out. And the most logical place to lash out is on their families. And we're talking about not only physical pain, but emotional pain. Mostly emotional and pain. Mostly emotional pain. Right, right. What's the difference between emotional pain and physical pain? Well, the brain treats them the same. In other words, emotional pain and physical pain are equivalent entities. The brain treats them the same. Right, right. It's the same thing happens physiologically in my body. Right. Which is? Adrenaline and cortisol and a survival response. And then it's acted out in the family. Is that what you're saying? It was acted out in several ways. One of them is people that are angry lash out at other people. And so anger completely cuts off awareness, which is the essence of human relationships. So... In my mind, the essence of abuse is lack of awareness. And so to me, anger is flat out abusive. People in chronic pain are trapped and angry. And when you're trapped by anything and upset chronically, you lose complete connection to yourself and to your family. So I will, I now have an exercise. So what happens, I think that people in chronic pain have a horrible effect on their family. And I think that the family also has a horrible effect on the patient. So you get into this ping pong game where people keep bouncing off of each other. It's become very clear over the last couple of years, talking to people in more detail, that people in chronic pain often have family lives that are just dismal, horrible. So I'm going to just run through a scenario with you that if you're in my office with your significant other, partner, spouse, or otherwise, I'm going to say, look. The first thing you're going to do when you walk out the door of my office is that you will never, ever talk about your pain again, especially to your family. And the other person in, invariably just breaks out in a huge smile. And the person... The partner who's the recipient of the right. uh, abuse right. just yeah. smiles. Right. Then Say, I ask, oh, somebody, a doctor is telling, right. telling my partner right. not to, not to, to right. talk about this ever again. Right. And what I didn't realize until I started to make that rule was how much people talked about their pain, mm -hmm. especially to their family. So first of all, the family can't do much. So they feel trapped. They feel frustrated. Secondly, there's a thing called mirror neurons. That part of the brain So I simply, mirror that back to right, you. Right, right. So the person in pain is upset. 
Then they go to their family, which has a mirror neuron effect on the family, which bounces back and forth and back and forth all the time. So the triggering that goes on at home, I think, is almost indescribable. Then if you're trying to heal from chronic pain and you go home and you get triggered by your family, guess what? Pain pathway goes up. Then there's an article I wrote a few months ago on my website called The Chronic Pain Marriage Go Round. Is that often that the partners of people in pain don't believe that their partner has pain. And so the partner grabs their arm or their leg, they grimace, then they get a hostile response from their spouse. According to the research, the pain goes up. Then they grab their leg again, the spouse is hostile again, it goes back and forth. And I'm not a marriage counselor, and I try not to get into this in too much details, but I mean, my goodness, when I lift up the hood of the car just a little bit, it's unbelievable the conversations I hear people have right in front of me. I'm going, mm-hmm. I, do you realize I'm listening to you? <laughs> so these people are really unhappy, and it's a miserable life living at home with so many chronic pain. So then the kids are involved. So I say, go home and ask your children, what's it like when you come into the door of the house and you're having a bad day with your pain? And they'll come back in the next visit invariably very shaken up because it's abusive to the kids. And I realized about 15 years ago that I came from a very abusive background. My mother was probably psychotic. And I only figured out about 15 years ago that my mother was a chronic pain patient. Mm-hmm. She took medications. I don't want to go into the details. But again, anger is abusive. And being trapped by pain makes you upset. So then I said, look, when you walk out the door of my office, you will never talk about your pain again to anybody, ever, especially your family. In the car on the way home, I just want you to spend time remembering and reminiscing about the most enjoyable time of your relationship. Just spend some time with it. Don't hurry through it. Conversations, memories, dreams, whatever you had, just spend some time on that. On my website, I have a whole section on create a safe haven in your family. I says, when you walk in the door of your house, the energy goes into your house and it stays there. So I want you to have weekly family meetings. I have a bunch of arbitrary rules around anger with the basic one being if somebody's angry, either one or both people can simply withdraw from the argument. Because when you're angry, how often do you solve a problem? Never. So just picture yourself just bludgeoning a baby seal. You're just hurting each other. So anger is destructive. It's self-destructive, and there's nothing that comes good out of being angry. So if you feel like you have to get into an argument, take it outside. You know, David, you told me a little bit about a workshop that you recently did back in New York State at Omega Center. And you said that one of the requirements in this workshop that you co-led with Dr. Bernie Siegel, you told people that it was forbidden to talk about their pain. I mean, they're there for a pain workshop. What was their reaction? So one person left. (laughs) She said, I have to go meditate. So she left. And then two or three people asked, well, What do we talk about? It was actually at the Omega workshops that I discovered how much people actually talk about their pain. I did not realize that was an issue. The idea of the workshop is to do one thing. That's to create a safe, structured environment where people can spend time with each other and feel safe. So what we found out in this structured workshop, that once you create this structure and people share experiences that are enjoyable, that they heal each other. People heal each other. So did you find that with the participants there that they reported that they felt less pain or anything like that? We were shocked. 
within a weekend, we had a huge shift in mood. People felt like they spent the weekend at a summer camp. And one woman's leg pain disappeared. We had huge shifts in mood. Another woman just wrote to us today that she was off all medications after 10 years of chronic pain within a weekend. Pain pathways are permanent, but so are play pathways. And remember, when you play, you're shifting off of pain pathways onto more enjoyable pathways, which also de-adrenalize in the nervous system. So as you decrease the body's adrenaline, the blood supply to your brain changes, okay, and your nervous conduction improves. If you're angry and in adrenaline, your blood vessels actually constrict, right. don't they? And so right. you're getting less oxygen. Correct. So if you're playing and you're happy, right. you're relaxed right. and you're getting better oxygen. Oh, I mean, it was it's magical. physiological. Right. It's like, oh my goodness. Right. Dr. Hanscom, you are a surgeon. And yet, from what I understand of your work, surgery is not your first choice of patient care. It used to be. I spent seven years being as aggressive as a surgeon as you can imagine. I came from a high-level spine fellowship. I felt like I was obligated to do surgery. I would have no insight into any of this unless I'd been in chronic pain myself for 15 years. That's a long time to be in chronic pain. So to watch people come out of the hole is incredibly rewarding. It's incredibly surprising. I see this two or three times a week. People go to pain-free. And I'm always Without shocked. surgery. Right. So now I think, I used to say 50%, I now think that probably 70% of spine surgery could and should be avoided. That's amazing. And I was on fire. I came to Seattle yeah. where we had nine times the rate of spine surgery per capita as any place in the entire country. I was part of that. Yeah. So I've truly been on both sides of this fence. Yes. So in the way that you work, you lay out... The first step, which is to do expressive writing and tear it up, can you just describe that first step? So when you're trapped by anything, you get frustrated and anxious, right? So what the writing does, and again, we're trapped by our thoughts as well as our pain. So what the writing does is simply put your thoughts on paper. You've now physically separated from your thoughts. And the reason why people tear these things up is for two reasons. One of them is to write with freedom. But the second reason is to not analyze them. In other words, don't put too much into it. Just write. Tear it up. Done. If you want to analyze your thoughts, which are these anxious survival thoughts, you must have put your hand right into a hornet's nest, right? These are survival patterns. And how can you find out who you are by putting your hand into these survival patterns? It's not there. Right. You find out who you are by looking forward and experiencing life and see what you enjoy and don't enjoy. That's who you are. It has nothing to do with analyzing these survival patterns. So writing is simply a starting point. It's not the solution. But it allows you to separate enough to actually find out who you are by experimenting with life again in general. For many adults today, look, you're 56 years old. Think back when you are in high school and had all these dreams. What happened to them? And the answer now is, and I went through this process myself, it gets crushed by anxiety. And again, we have to get this anxiety diagnosis correct. It is a survival chemical response. It's part of the unconscious brain. It will crush you unless you understand that it's not solvable. I think that that's such an important point. I'm going to say it's not just in your head, but it's in your head physically because there's a pharmacy going on in your head. Well, I sort of prefer to say it's in your body. I mean, just to give you an example of how intertwined the nervous system is with yeah. your body. 
there are 1 million pain fibers per square inch in your body. So the nurse is... Or pain receptors or something like that. Pain receptors, right. So your entire body is enmeshed with the nervous system and vice versa. There's really no separation at all. So the brain can't survive without the body. The body can't survive without the brain. There's just no disconnection at all. It's It's just really one unit. So the pain actually is physiological, whether it's emotional pain or physical pain, there's a physiological event taking place within the body. Right. And the overall experience with this physiological response is either pleasant or unpleasant. Right. And if it's unpleasant, then you go a different direction. Unfortunately, if you get trapped by these unpleasant sensations, then things just take off like crazy. Yes. So once you can... So the first thing is to separate. Right, separate. From this, by taking your thoughts out of your head, putting them on paper, right. and tearing them up, whether they're good thoughts or bad thoughts. Absolutely. And don't analyze them. Correct. There's over 300 research papers that says this works, started in 1982. There's actually now one major paper that I've, I'm aware of that says spine surgery works. I mean, and how simple is this? So I want to remind our listeners that then you go on from there. There are lots of different things that you can do after that, and that's very individual for each person. It's not one size fits all. Our listeners can go to your website, pick up the book. The book is available in audio. There are so many suggestions and so many things that you can do that you suggest to do, and then stories that tell of success um, with this. So thank you so much for being part of the New Dimensions Cafe today. Yeah, thank you. This has been absolutely delightful. Same with me. Thank you. I've been here with Dr. David Hanscom, and he is a surgeon and the author of the revised edition of Back in Control, A Surgeon's Roadmap Out of Chronic Pain. And if you want to know more about his work, you can go to his website, backincontrol.com. Or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. I want to thank you for joining us on the New Dimensions Cafe and invite you to please do join us again. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a 1,000 hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org. New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You, too, can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support.